Live from downtown Boogertown, it's Three Hillbillies on a Couch with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, and Buford, three of the hillbillies in the holler. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Bobo. And I'm Big. And you're back with another episode of Three Hillbillies on a Couch. Yep. <laughs> so <clears throat> we've been doing this now. Uh, this is episode 45. We are almost to the end of our first year. And I'm quite proud of us, first wow. of all, that these three lunatics have been able to get together <laughs> at least once a week on average and produce a 30-minute podcast without a break. There's not been a time when we've gone, oh, well, I guess we just can't do one this week. We've actually been able to do it. But <clears throat> we've talked about Bigfoot. We've talked about um, Moonshine. We've talked about Weird Foods. We did a couple episodes on that. Uh, we ate some of them weird foods. We you did. Made us. About Broke Boo Boo's Tooth. Uh, oh yeah, got the pop heard around the world. Oh man! Crack. Ugh, but we we've, we've talked about a bunch of stuff, and we really uh, getting to the point now where we're having to get a little creative. We've done some interviews with different folks and stuff over the phone, and <clears throat> so we we decided just to give everybody a listen to what it's like on the couch here. Us trying to figure out what we're going to do today. <laughs> yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah, Boo Boo got to googling. He used the Google machine. And he said, uh, 65 creative podcast topics. And here's, I don't know if uh, it's whose, whose website is, we might as well give them credit. Oh, well, it's called uh, riverside.fm. There you go. So this was just a, an article we found mm-hmm. of 65 different podcast ideas. It says, okay, one, it says behind the scenes of an industry. Try making a podcast that explores the unknown side of something you're familiar with. Whether it's, okay, so it's got to be something we're familiar with. Well, we could do a whole episode on trucking. You and I would not know much about it, but Megan should, could sure tell us well, all about it. Well, it just says here it helps the, uh, at least one person or interview somebody that's clueless. Well, that covers... Got it! <laughs> 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 Not on the trucking, on trucking, we'd be the clueless ones. Right? Yeah. Clueless ones on if we one. talked about like the theater industry and stuff, which Boo Boo and I've worked in for years, uh, you'd be the clueless one. But right. besides, what do? Let's do trucking there. Trucking industry. <clears throat> How well, long was you a trucker? There's biggest? statute of limitations. You have to look out. <laughs> some stuff you can't some, talk about. Some tales too ticklish uh, to tell. Uh, good God! First time I got in a truck as a kid. I mean, we started driving log trucks. But I know I'm clicking that stupid pin again. I get in trouble every episode on that. <laughs> that or eating uh, something. I have to yeah. go edit them all them little click, click, clicks out. <laughs> I'm just keeping him on. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. a kid. Started truck. doing that. Yeah. Well, my daddy drove a truck for well over 50 years. All my brothers drive trucks. And so I just kind of fell into it. And Is that like an independent mom and pop, or do you all work for somebody? Well, we started out working for people, and then uh, me and Willie, especially, we ended up with our own trucks, and we would uh, work. It's always better to work for a little company, I think, than it is any of the bigger companies that go in there. Uh, the bigger companies sucker a lot of people, especially nowadays. You go in, and they'll train you to drive a truck and all, and you think you're you think you're making decent money or that you're doing good, and uh, it's really not. You know, and 
they uh, especially like their lease programs and stuff they'll <laughs> trick you into going into you end up making less money than you would at mcdonald's really doing it. yeah and if you think you know it's your own business and you're learning a lot and on paper you'll make a lot of money but once you take out lease insurance maintenance and everything else you do you're just it's it's a lot less money. Most of the time they have a balloon payment at the end that you can't make, so they end up getting their truck back anyway. And you, wow. And you're but, probably a breakdown away from being out of business. Yes, sir. Always in that. You're, it's not you're like always, a car $50 fix here. <laughs> no, sir. You don't doing hundreds, you're doing thousands in the truck. Yeah. Anytime you do something. That's uh, driving a truck, I learned how to work on one so good. <laughs> <laughs> you got a diesel. You work on They're diesel, uh, right? All yes, sir. Diesel. Yeah. Uh, Necessity. Yeah, nowadays, back in the late 60s, early 70s, they did have some gas burners still, but they're all diesel now. Any truck you get into diesel. So what's a typical day like? I mean, what time would you get up? Or well, now, Say you're leaving home. I know I, sometimes I, you sleep I'm on the truck. I'm out of trucking now, so I can go ahead and tell y'all. Uh, like if I left on a Monday, by the time I got back, a logbook would show that I left Thursday or Friday. And uh, you just keep backing it up <laughs> and backing it up. You fill up when you're coming in on your license. When you're coming in going home, you fill up right then. When you're talking about yeah. log book, it's uh, where you go, how many miles. And, yes, sir. And how, how long and you away. The way that it works, the, the times you're allotted so much time to drive, you're allotted so much how, time. How long is that? Well, you got to have a 10-hour break, a consecutive 10 hours. Then you have 14 hours to drive 11. And so if I started at seven o'clock this morning, by nine o'clock tonight, no matter what, if I ain't met with twenty miles, that's it. I can't do nothing else. From there, according to them, uh, you and have you a, have to take a ten-hour break. Yeah, then you have to take a ten-hour break. Consecutive. <clears throat> but there's a three-hour for like loading, unloading stuff if you're going to do something. So they give you fourteen hours. You're allowed to drive eleven hours in that time. So that's why you see a lot of, what, what do you call them, tandem drivers or is it? Uh, uh, yes, it's team drivers. Team drivers? Yep. Yep. Team, you never have to stop. You can keep switching out and you ain't never even got to shut down if you do it right. Well, I don't know what they were doing. You would know. Okay, so we're on like this tour, tour bus. They've got two drivers, one mm -hmm. sleep, one's driving. And it, it's going nonstop. That tour bus is going nonstop. I'm talking about more than 24 <clears throat> hours yeah. nonstop. And these guys are, filling out their logbook and I don't know what they're talking about. But there's like, you're going to have to change this to this and tell them this and this, 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 mm -hmm. this, just, they're just trying to, what? Tweak the system you and work to, it. I'll tell you what I've done. All the time <coughs> I would check my mileage. You'd be going down through here. And if it's one o'clock in the evening and I'm in Dallas, I could write one o'clock in a notebook separate from what I do. I'd write one o'clock Dallas and check your mileage, see what your mileage is. And I'd write the mileage down from there. Because later on, when I'm figuring it out, I run illegal all the time. You know, I'd, I'd run illegal and just keep going and stuff like that. But when you go to turn them logs in, you got to make it look like you did all that. So even though I never stopped in Dallas, if I back it up two towns and go over, I can okay, if I left here and got to here, that's the right amount of time and the right amount of miles that I need. So you could subtract all of it and fill in your mileage of what you could do and what you couldn't do on it. And that goes yes. on in every truck on the road, I'll bet. Yes, sir. Now they do. Uh, uh, old trucks have just come out. You can't buy one now because anything before the year 2000, the computer won't match up to to do the computer log books and all the e-logs. 
it won't hook up. I was going to say now a GPS and everything, satellite and computer, they, you know, they and, know when you stop, when you and, idle, when you move. And that thing's absolutely horrible. It's uh, not only do I not see how an uh, independent driver can make any money, and it, that's why there's so many going out of business and stuff, it's actually a lot more dangerous. And there, if I was doing my time on my own, I know if I'm tired or not. And if I got tired during the day, I can stop and take a two-hour nap and there and get up and go on and be fine. You know, now I never drove to where I was falling out or nothing like that. I wouldn't do that. You're not risking nobody's life or my own <coughs> to do something like that. But you have to drive like that with a computer log. You would have to drive that way if something happened. I'll give you an example of when it happened. We slept all night. It was a guy that was with us. He had done slept all night long. And he got to where he was going at to unload. He cranks up, so he takes his 10-hour break. He cranks up that morning and pulls in there to unload. When he unloads, they pull him right back out, and he's sitting there waiting on the clock. Well, he can't lay down and go to sleep. He's done sleep all night long. You know, he's, he's wide open sitting there. But he sits there. They call back with his load, and it loads the other side of this plant. He loads up. Well, it takes him eight hours to load the truck up and everything that he's got going on. So when he's just sitting there, he killed his time again to show a 10-hour consecutive break right there. He, you know, he waited over two hours after his eight, killed his time right there again, got back in. Now, he's been up all day long mm-hmm. sitting there right now. But according to that logbook he's got, he's rested, fresh, and ready to go. So their computer, you know, at their terminal, this load's got to be here at this time. So now he's been up all day long. He has to drive all night, and there, he's been up over 24 hours and got to get there because your logbook says you're fresh and rested and ready to make this happen. There you go. Uh, there, yeah, it's a, <clears throat> some so, things are crazy. Seems like it would have been a good idea, but like a lot of things in life, just because it seems like it's a good idea, it ain't. Well, right. have, there's <laughs> holes in it. It just needs to be where folks can have uh, some common sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I had that one driver tell me because, you know, I'm thinking like, this looks shady. This looks illegal. All this, and and technically in some states it probably is to a degree. But the way he explained it is, you don't know how much more of a headache it is if you don't make it easy for so and so to understand. This makes sense here, makes sense there, and at the end of the day, you've got to get to this and whatever you got to do to get there without all these other entities getting in your way. You do things like uh, traffic. You're stuck in traffic. Okay, you know, instead of driving my 11, just driving 11 hours, I drove 16, but I come through Atlanta, I come through Birmingham, and Russell, done all that. So I subtract all the time sitting in traffic, you go your mileage, then back it up. And so, say I drove 16 hours mm-hmm. down there, but I'm only going to show I drove 11 hours to get to here. Because there's a difference between driving so, and idling. Yeah, so that <laughs> right. time... That time right there, even though I was in the seat and driving five more hours, I could show 11 hours, and then I stopped at this time. Because the mile. So instead of a 10-hour break now, I'm going to lay down and try to sleep five hours. Then that five hours, I'm going to run in, take a shower, I'm going to get something to eat, I'm going to come back out, you're going to lay down and sleep three, four hours, and get up and be gone, but you work your book out. But once you make that move, the rest of that trip, you have to operate I mean, yes. once you start it, it's like yeah. a domino. Once you start, you gotta you gotta get in there after it. You gotta get going with it. Well, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be <laughs> right back after this. 
Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there, somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. <clears throat> so... I, got, I guess I want to ask a question. You were talking about traffic, and we went up, Beulah Dean and I went up to Washington, D.C. this week, and um, <clears throat> we got, uh, we decided we we're going to go over to Delaware, check out over there, and uh, um, we uh, got on the cross Chesapeake Bay Bridge, you know, that, that one big, goes under the water. No, this is the one that goes over, the, the big bridge that goes over uh, there coming out of uh, Washington, D.C., cuts across a little bit of Maryland and then goes over to Chesapeake Bay and into the – I've done the, the, the one under the water too. Yeah. But but a guy got a flat. We've sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic for over an hour and finally got up there and figured out there was this poor guy sitting there on the on the bridge <laughs> just about exactly halfway across with a flat in the slow lane. And everybody's having to go to one lane to get around him and everything. And he's sitting there and this, this guy's – it's his front – driver's side tire so he can't even get out and try to fix it out of the traffic he's in traffic if he's so he's sitting there waiting on a record to come and get him you know and uh so what are the what are the worst places uh that you've driven for like traffic like that atchafalaya swamp cutting across louisiana the bridge is what uh there's bridges everywhere i think 20 miles long yeah yeah and then you get like there's long. a bridge yeah. and it's like half a mile another bridge half yep. a, yeah yeah you have places like that i'll say there and there's no there's no there's exit to pull there's nowhere to pull off nothing. there's nowhere to do nothing you're so, there uh i've actually right there in that place one i have been in a wreck not that i was in the wreck it was up in front of us but i have sat there for around nine hours Waiting on to get it to, it was 18 wheeler in a car. They collided, done wiped out both lanes. Hmm. But when you're back up here, they couldn't even get to it. To, and that forces you have to alter yeah. the logbook because they yep. don't understand that. Yep. Now. First responders had to come from the other direction. Mm-hmm. They, they had, had to come, it. yeah, they come, come down and come around. We'll bring a helicopter. Coming there. But it's, uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, I forgot all about them bridges. That's a nightmare. It really <laughs> is. Because, I mean, there, there's not even uh, to get off no, the side no, of the road. You're there. Nothing, huh? you're, yeah. You break one down, of, you just broke down. And one of the worst things, and I got a ticket for it, uh, for being overloaded. I leave Sulphur Springs, Texas. I know, I know uh, Sulphur Springs well. I was getting sulfur, loading sulfur yeah. right there in them big old white sacks, and I was in a band trailer. They load you up and you weigh out. No, well, I leave Sulphur Springs, don't go 30 miles north, and there's an overpass there. A truck come off with of the overpass. And landed in the road in front of me. There was one car in front of me and then a truck hit right there. I locked the brakes down, jackknifed around, sliding a little bit, you know, and got it straightened out just then. Went right around the edge of them like that. But, I mean, it slid, jerking and bumping like that with me, and I got them around the edge. Made it up to the way station, the next way station right there. All that sulfur slid to the front on there. 
and they give me a $2,800 ticket for being overweight. And I'm like, buddy, I ain't even been able to know where to turn around to go back. The wreck's right here. You can see it from here. Oh, uh -huh, don't matter. Wow. Uh, do y'all not think that, I mean, they wait, you know they weigh me coming out right there. I mean, I had to get on the brakes to keep him here. Oh, that's your fault, not mine. Wow. They'll come up with all kind of ways to give you a ticket. Willie, we put brakes on the back of a truck. And at the back of the trailer. Okay. Brand new brakes all the way across it. Mm -hmm. The guy working on it with him at the shop there had grease on his hands. And the inside of the brake drums, you know, was up under there, took his thumb and wiped it on the brake drum like that. You know, just wiping his hand. That's big water grease out. We pull over there and they pull Willie into the scales and inspect him and all. Going to give him a shutdown. They shut him down right there. It said he had a grease leak on brakes. Willie pulls out the receipt and goes, look, not an hour ago, we just put all them brakes on there. I mean, just right here, I just put all them brakes on there. You can plainly see the guy had a water grease on his hand and just wiped it on the inside of that thing right there, and they was going to shut him down. And uh, Willie actually left and run the scales on that one. They, Did he? Uh, yeah, they left, and they shut you down, and they'll close the scale house down, and they left. And as soon as they left, Willie was smiling. He got truck fired it up and took off. <laughs> Made it across state lines, kept going. Well, what happens right if you do that? I mean. Oh, they can nail you to the wall, but I've done it a couple times. But is that a state too. thing or federal thing? State. Per state. Yep. So if you make the other state, Wind you're okay. Wind that sucker up and get across the <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the old days of, of the oh, gangsters. As long uh, as you can get across the uh, state line, you were all right. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> get across there fast you can. New York's got a... a it's weird because they'll do a rest area. They'll take a rest area and come out there and just put a little old folding sign up that says, way station, pull in. And I've dodged a couple of them. And a couple been by accident. You know, you be out in the hammer line and cut yeah. up. You know, just there run through there and look down. And you're like, oh, crap. And you see five of them sitting in the parking lot and them inspecting trucks. I drop her down a gear and mash on it. And, for, right. the, for those of you uh, not not familiar, the hammer lane is the fast lane <laughs> or the passing lane. It's where you as a trucker can put the hammer down. Right. Where you can go fast. <laughs> over. <laughs> Breaker one nine over. Right. <laughs> you got a smoky. I never yeah. told you that story. I, I We used to have CB radios back in the 70s, and we were on them all the time, you know, and knew all the lingo and everything. And then uh, 20 years went by, and I hadn't been on one. And then I was driving a truck and, and, uh, and it had one in it. And so I just got on there and started chatting. And well, uh, the lingo had changed. <laughs> Some of the things that I knew were now, you know, not, didn't mean what they used to mean. <laughs> I had these truckers getting mad at me, like, who are you calling buddy? <laughs> oh, you didn't. You got somebody <laughs> bad? Oh, my. Oh, my. That's dead. Well, back in the 70s. New tale. Back in the 70s, that was what you did, you know, but uh, it oh, wasn't. Wow. Oh, well, let's take another quick break for a word from our sponsor, coffeeandsugar.com. And today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the hillbillies in the holler sent you.
Chad, we're back. <laughs> now, I, now I did. Uh, I did something. That you, you're probably going to reach across here, across the couch, and smack me. But uh, but we thought it was funny as I'll get out. We we got it. We were in a vehicle that had a CB on it. We were not in a big truck. We were we had a CB, so we were just going down the interstate, going, "Hello, my name is Earl. I just bought me a brand new CB radio." And then that's all we'd say. And they'd be like, hey, Earl, how you doing? Hello, my name is Earl. I just got mm. me this brand new CB radio. Come on. About 20 minutes of that, were they asking Earl where he was located? Yes, yeah. they were. Where you at, Earl? <laughs> my name is Earl. Well, okay. just, they was going to whoop me. Let, me. let me show you how to use that CB radio. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's like we were talking about prank calling earlier. It was, it was a CB prank call, you know. Oh, yeah. But uh, all yeah. those bunch of the world famous, I ain't got no panties on. <laughs> that just that you hear that 900 times a night, and every truck stops. Oh, that's so right. Some idiot, I ain't got no panties on. He said, Well, me neither. That's what I'm wearing boxers. <laughs> I got the fruit of the looms. Oh, <laughs> and I know I got them on right, too. Yellow in the front, and brown in the back. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd Boo Boo go? <laughs> Boo Boo's gone. Well, that's like, who decided, like, you go to that Victoria's Secret place and their, their sexy underwear would be like leopard print. Right. Who decided a leopard is sexy or cheetah print? I mean, yeah, because if I see one of them in the wild, yeah, I'm not excited at all. Well, look, I have got a drawer full Underwear with yellow and brown spots on them. <laughs> so I think that makes money off it. I didn't know I was that sexy. Pre-used. You need a yard sales on you need. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. I think I know what we're going to call this episode. Truck stop. No, really, please stop. No, stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. So, what's the wildest thing ever happened that you can tell on air? Can't tell that. Can't tell that. I was in a band one time whose bus was uh, financed by the Outlaw Motorcycle Gang. And when we were late on a payment, we hide it in a barn in Erie, Pennsylvania or be in North Dakota hiding it out in the field and we'd rent cars and finish the tour up and we hid that bus all over the country till we got caught up on papers because it's going to break our legs. Wow. That's a fact of my hand. Oh. I was in Wisconsin and I done left uh, I was in uh, the day before I went from North Carolina to Alabama I loaded in Birmingham. I left Birmingham and I drove all night long in and without this is nonstop the whole time. Went all the way to Wisconsin. I unloaded up there that morning and uh, I was going to go lay down for a little while. And it's about 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning when the truck stops clear out then, you know, you can get your spot and everything. And I pulled over pretty close to the, to the truck stop and, uh, it was kind of where I was at was like an offshoot parking lot of the whole rest of the place. There was about 40 <coughs> spots in there in it. When I pulled up, there was one other truck sitting there and I passed in front of it. It was a Kenworth W9. I pulled in front of it, went about six or seven spots past it. I pulled there and backed in. 
I sat in there catching my logbook up and everything, you know, and there's a truck pulled in across from me, one spot over, but across from me right there. Were the three trucks in the parking lot, a 40-spot parking lot. It's us three. I sat there and do my logbook and everything. Skin down to my SpongeBob SquarePants boxers is what I had on. And then I get down to them. And I get back there and sleeper. And I pull that curtain. It's pitch black dark. Got that air running. That old kitty cat's purring and rocking that truck back forth. And I'm just about out. And then all of a sudden, BAM! <laughs> about knocked me out on the floor. And then the right side of my truck goes picking up and falls down like that Ooh. about three times. Three times. I jump up, open the curtain, and jump up. A feller has come right in front of my truck. And I mean, not, not two foot away from my grill to the side of his truck, going right past it, and was just going to hook a left and, and go into a spot right there. And when he did, about halfway down his trailer, come across my fender and the radiator and everything it just crushed that whole side of the truck and then he was going to try to leave but he was hung on my truck so every time he tried to go he was picking the side of my truck up like that oh my lord well I jump out in my spongebob underwear and run over there and get on the side of his truck reach in and shut the keys off to get out there on him we wait on the police and everything get there. They finally show up. They do me an accident report. No boy finally the cop tells him, he says, you know, so just go on back your truck up off that man's truck. And he says, all right. No boy gets into his truck, puts it in reverse, backs up, blam, tires the hood off that W9 Kenworth. <laughs> sitting down there. He's two now, for two now. Three trucks in the parking lot, and he's hit two of them so far. The guy across from that chicken truck, I hey, was, tell him to shut her down and I move, all right? Let me get out of here. Sit there. <laughs> Tore the hood off of that W9, and I was like, oh, this makes me bad, because you got truck drivers out there, yeah. and then you got them chicken truck drivers, like in chicken lights and everything. Yeah. This is old boy that sent $100 home to his wife for groceries and all, but he just gave $900 for that big drop bumper, Texas bumper on the front of it. Everything on there is chrome and polished. He spent, when he parked, he spent two hours polishing that truck. The whole side of the sleeper's got a big circle thing with a KW on it that says, nothing's quite as fine as my W9. Nothing like that. And this boy has ripped the hood smooth off when it's laying in the parking lot. Mm. And I'm like, you better tell that cop not to go nowhere. Right? <laughs> you need to stick around. You better tell him to stick around for this because you better get killed right here in this minute. And uh, yeah, the police had to, they, they about had to threaten to shoot him to calm down. Because he, he was so wow. wild. Time. He was like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Wow. Four, enough room for 40. Trail. About 40 trucks, and there was three in the parking lot, and he hit two of them. Wow. I think he need to be looking for another line of work. I do, too. That's, uh, <clears throat> I do, too. See, that was a, 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 poor, uh, a poor way of doing it, yeah. Now, I know going down the road in the tour buses, uh, we at least had one person with a CDL, and some of the boys would jump out of the driver's seat and hold on the steering wheel, and the other come over the top, sit down, and they'd drive three or four hours and then just keep rotating yeah. like that. Before I ever had a CD, I'd done it down <clears> That's what y'all did. Yeah, too. I did that a lot. Like just Willie or something other. You know, he'd, he just, when you get state line, I'd let Willie pull across the scales and go on there, or Daddy, or you know, any. Had one catch on fire to a bus coming out of 
Louisville, Kentucky. I got one for you on that. Oh, we was out, you know, I seven, it was I 65 South, going yeah. towards Nashville. Got the mile marker, I'll never forget this 14. Well, before we got to 14, this is where it all happened. I looked in my mirror and I saw all these yellow and orange lights, flashes in the mirror, and I thought, oh, I'm getting pulled over. And I thought, well, that's not blue and red. You know, flash line. I kept looking, all of a sudden this flame tapped up against the side glass there. <sighs> And I look, man, we're on fire. Huh. I mean, just blaze. It's like one o'clock in the morning. It's on fire. And the band's back there and I'm hitting the horn. I'm screaming. Wake everybody up. They're <coughs> all up there. Everybody runs stuck to the front and they see me driving. It's on fire and it's on fire. And I'm like, guys, I'll slow down a little bit. But I said, I said throw that door open, you know, and just jump, jump, hit and roll. But we could get hurt. We ain't going to burn up, you know, break a leg, you break a leg, jump. So they take the piano player, he, oh, he, little guy, and they put him down there in that well, they're getting ready to shove him out that door, and he's holding on for us. Like, he's like a guy in, a, in an airplane that don't want a parachute, and everybody's just pushing him. I mean, he's just bowing out for the air and everything, and I'm screaming, jump, jump, and I had enough. I said, why is he not jumping? They all look back and they go, we're over a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I got up, got past that bridge, and we got pulled over. I, and, and everybody's off the bus, and I take off running up the hill, and I'm sitting there going, oh. and I just remember thinking, thank goodness I've got insurance on this thing. And all of a sudden, I see somebody crawling up under the bus, and this truck driver headed at 65 North saw us. And as a lady truck driver, she'd grab every fire extinguisher off her truck she had. She was up there, and I mean, here, all these guys, we're wanting our mama, you know. We're up there crying uh, and everything, holding on to each other, and this woman's up under our bus just putting all the fire out. She's working to beat the band, and I'm screaming, get away, get away, get away. And the boys are like, is it going to blow? I said, no, it's insured. Get away, get away. Uh, <laughs> I need that thing to burn. But uh, she told her, she goes, I came over that hill, and Y'all look like a comet. <laughs> <laughs> big silver eagle comet. Yeah, big silver. <laughs> ah, what was your fire? Oh, I was in Massachusetts. Up there. I don't remember the name of the little bitty town. And uh, getting back on the interstate. But the snow was about two foot deep on the ground. It snowed all night long. Was there. <clears throat> and uh, it was my fault. Usually, if you don't lock your trailer brakes, you know, when you pop your tractor brakes, don't lock your trailer brakes on it. But I did. This is the first trip. Me and Willie has went in together and bought this truck and trailer. I left with like $28 in my pocket. That's all I had between me and Jesus. We've done put every dime we have had into this. There is no more money. There's nothing else to do till we get in and try to get paid on this. Mm -hmm. I pushed my trailer brakes in. I rocked the truck, you know. And it, everything broke free good, I thought. And there wasn't catching or nothing, but it was empty, slick on that ice and stuff. The front, right side, on track was still locked. No, I took off. You've been sliding across ice, yeah. Got down the road, and then it got to winding it a little bit in there. Here in a minute, that sucker was on fire. Oh, wow. Wide open. I'm just trucking up, because you can't see none of it driving. I mean, even looking at it, there ain't no planes coming out. Over that you can see because they're all blowing bakers. All of a sudden, I pass state trooper boy. He jumps out, blue lights are on, everything else. I pull over, and when I pull over, look, I'm, <laughs> and I don't think no fire. 
I grab a fire extinguisher. He's like, get back, get back. I'm hollering, move, move. And he goes, son, stop. I slid under the trailer. And I'm like, yeah. I'm blasting everything. He's got me by the britches leg trying to pull me back. That bag and all explode down there. And I looked at him and I said, you don't understand. I ain't got no more money. This is it. This can't sit here and burn. I can't afford a tire. I can't afford nothing. I got to stop it right now. And I'm sitting there frantic. And it, it worked out. It didn't get hot enough. He laughed. He said, son, do you realize how crazy that was? That thing could have blew up in your face. No, sir. Do you realize how crazy it would have been to be stuck here with every dime I ever had? Something Just burn up. Yeah, to burn up. That's been crazy to me. Well, I have to say, this has been a crazy episode. If you've made it this far, we uh, we appreciate <laughs> you. For that. Appreciate yeah. you hanging in there with us. Uh, thanks for joining us again here in Boogertown. Uh, we appreciate you taking a break from your busy podcasting schedule to listen to our podcast. Be sure to give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. That's where those five-star reviews really help out. And uh, write a review. Tell folks how much you enjoy it. That's how people find the podcast. <laughs> so wind her up and let her go. Come on, breaker. Yeah. Westbound, you're good. Bring it on back to Granny Lane. There you go. Get in the hammer lane. That's uh, it, folks. We'll be 10-10 and listening in. Catch y'all on flip <laughs> Check out our merchandise at hillbilliesintheholler.com and meetbuford.com. Follow us on social media at hillbilliesintheholler, at meetbuford, and at moonshiners life. And tune in next week to see what kind of foolishness we get into. In the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Bebe. I'm begging. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to Three Hillbillies on a Couch, live from downtown Boogertown. You can follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler, at Moonshiner's Life, and at Meet Buford. Y'all come back now.